This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Amendments target sugar and crop insurers. Conway wants Trump tweets. Purdue might back ethanol wins. Amendments set up Farm Bill floor battle. Today is the deadline for lawmakers to file amendments to the Farm Bill that's expected to be on the House floor next week. But one of the most troublesome amendments to House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conway has already been filed. It would end some key provisions that underpin the program that supports domestic sugar prices. Another amendment among the 32 that had been posted by yesterday evening would target the crop insurance program by cutting the insurance company's target rate of return from the current 14.5% to 12%, a proposal that President Trump included in his budget. Lobbyists for the industry are bracing for more amendments that would seek to cut crop insurance. A third amendment would cap the cost of the price loss coverage and agriculture risk coverage programs. Total payments couldn't exceed 10% of the projected cost. One amendment that would appeal to farmers would repeal and replace the Obama-era Waters of the U.S. rule, redefining the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. EPA is currently in the process of writing a new rule. Now, keep in mind, Conway is asking the House Rules Committee to only allow amendments to be debated if the sponsor promises to vote for the bill on final passage. But that stipulation won't stop the sugar amendment because its sponsor, Virginia Fox, a Republican of North Carolina, is expected to support the legislation even if she loses the sugar debate. Connolly argues that the sugar amendment, if adopted, could bring down the entire bill. And he got a boost yesterday from House Speaker Paul Ryan, who voted in 2013 for an amendment that would have gutted the sugar program. Ryan told reporters he believes the sugar program needs reforming, but he said he's more interested in getting the bill passed. Ryan's comment is a clear message to the rank-and-file Republicans. Don't jeopardize the bill's food stamp reforms by insisting on cuts to farm programs. Conway looks for help from at real Donald Trump. Conway says he used a meeting yesterday with President Trump to urge him to get on Twitter to promote the farm bill to his 51.7 million followers. During the meeting, Trump indicated he liked the snap work requirements of the House measure, but he stopped short of saying that he would veto a final bill if it doesn't include them. Conaway acknowledges that he's still short of the GOP votes he needs to pass the bill over unified Democratic opposition. He said, I'll be working with them over the weekend to get them to where they need to be and to get whatever information they need so they understand exactly what the bill does. A wide gap remains between U.S. and China on trade talks. The U.S. and China remains sharply at odds on a wide range of trade issues, even after an intense 30-hour negotiating session last week in Beijing. That according to Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. That may sound bad to U.S. agriculture that's being hit by Chinese retaliatory tariffs, but Ross stressed to lawmakers yesterday that the two sides are planning to meet again soon. A delegation led by Liu He, China's vice premier, is due to arrive in Washington next week for a second round of talks with U.S. officials, that according to the Financial Times. Ross told a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee, while the gap is wide, it appears as though they will be returning to the states here in Washington in the next week or two to continue discussions. 
So I'm hopeful that we can make some progress with them. Ross also said the USDA continues to prepare an aid program for farmers affected by Chinese tariffs. He said we're well aware that it's horribly unfair for one industry to bear the brunt of retaliation in our efforts to help other parts of the economy. So we will do our level best to minimize the problem and maximize the support we can provide. Purdue might support export RINs. The ethanol industry has been expressing alarm at the possibility that the Trump administration could allow exported ethanol to qualify for biofuel credits or rents. But Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue says he could support that as long as EPA offsets the impact of waivers from the renewable fuel standard that have been provided to small refiners. The RENs for exports plan surfaced at the end of a meeting that Trump held Tuesday with a group of senators. Purdue said we are fine with that as long as the previous wave gallons that took us down below 14 billion gallons can be reallocated and future mandates to get domestic ethanol used to the 15 billion gallons required by law. He said we think E15 will grow the market and we believe the export market can grow which will make our corn farmers have more demand, for which we are delighted. Keep in mind, the ethanol industry could challenge the export RENs plan in court, arguing that it isn't allowed by the 2007 energy law. Similarly, refiners could sue to block the vapor pressure waiver necessary to allow year-round sales of E15. Roberts and Stabenow seek to expand aid to military veterans. A release of a draft farm bill in the Senate could still be several weeks away. But Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts and ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow have released a bipartisan proposal to expand help for military veterans that is likely to be in that legislation. The Roberts Stabenow proposal would expand USDA support to all new veterans, even if they already have been in agriculture. USDA's existing veterans initiatives are designed to support vets who are new to farming. Other provisions would help vets get crop insurance and make them eligible for down payment loans on real estate purchases. Washington State farm workers win peace rate case. Farm workers who receive peace rate pay based on how much they pick must be paid separately for other tasks. That at a ruling by Washington State Supreme Court Wednesday. Agriculture workers may be paid on a piece rate basis only for hours in which they are engaged in piece rate picking work, according to the court. The rest of the time that they're working, they must be paid at at least the minimum wage. The workers argued that they had a right to separate payment for time spent on tasks like transporting ladders to and from the company trailer, traveling between orchards and orchard blocks, attending mandatory meetings or trainings, and storing equipment and materials. Here's today's He Said It. The president is very smart, and it became crystal clear right off the bat, though, that he has a real heart for the folks living in rural America. The folks in production agriculture and the men and women who grow the food that we eat and the fabric that we use to wear in our clothes. That House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway describing yesterday's White House meeting. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.